If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Three, three, two, one. You know what I feel like doing? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I am your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things Star Wars and happy International Star Wars Podcast Day. This is year two of this event, and we are so grateful to be a part of such an epic Star Wars related event, especially when it comes to podcasting. And the whole reason why Star Wars Podcast Day was started, and of course, the reason why it's happening today is because it is the 23rd anniversary of the podcast Jedi Talk, which was the very first Star Wars related podcast. And this show premiered all the way back on February 7th, 1999. So, I just want to give a shout out to everybody running this event, everyone who has included us in this event, and all of our fellow podcasters that are joining in on the madness that is Star Wars Podcast Day. Now, we have a special show lined up for you because we are talking all things Book of Boba Fett. We are in the thick of it. We are coming off the heels of, honestly, one of the best episodes I have ever seen of anything Star Wars related. And we'll get more into that later on. We also have at the end for you guys, a nice little preview of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that's coming out on Disney Plus very, very soon. Now, I want to address some things when it comes to Book of Boba. At first, a lot of people were indifferent about this show. You know, people were so used to the level of wow factor when it came to like major character reveals like Ahsoka and Luke in Mando. And at first, we didn't really get that in Book of Boba. Book of Boba is telling a different story, and it's very much telling the story of a character that had what four lines in the old trilogy four lines was in the background for most of his work on screen and then all of a sudden he gets pretty much murked by a blind han solo and falls into the sarlacc and we never see him again that is what casual fans experienced of course for the people if you're listening to this you're one of them that really dive into like episodes of the clone wars that go into the comics you obviously know more about Boba, but for casual people, this is all the memory they had of him. So when we talk about the development of Boba as a character, you know, like I said, we only got the four lines from him. He really was like a faceless bandit. And 
what is happening now is Boba was once billed as like a quiet gunslinger, but with no care in the world, obviously. And much like he was in season one of Mando or season two, I should say season three, something like that. And as we dive into more of the post return of the Jedi Boba, we see that he is taken back because he was viewed as just another number, another casualty in the war for the empire. And that didn't sit well with him. He also realizes that he, there's value in forming a tribe and he can't get anything he wants if he's going about it alone. Hence bringing on Fennec Shand and bringing on Black Chrysanthemum as we get on through more episodes. And then Mando, uh, there's a, there's so much. But he also rules different as Damio compared to how Jabba ruled. And he said it himself. He wants to rule out of respect, not fear. Now, I also want to talk about a big part of this show, at least the first part of the show, which was the arc with the Tusken Raiders. I think it's cool that we got a viewpoint of the Tusken Raiders because we all remember them as the people who killed Shmi, Anakin's mother, and we just view them as monsters, mindless killers that exist in the sands of Tatooine that if you come across them, they're very dangerous. But as we look on into like, this particular sect of pretty much, I don't want to call them an offshoot of the Tusken Raiders, but like they're their own thing, like their own tribe. And we see that there is a level of hierarchy there. This tribe is very close knit families, like younger Tusken Raiders compared to older ones. And there's obviously a leader, a tribe leader, but there's also people who specialize in combat. And to see Boba be so integrated into this system, an outsider, essentially he was a prisoner until he saved the young Tusken Raider and he earned their respect. He, he grew into his role as a Tusken Raider, like an honorary one. And you can also see in, especially when he first gets captured, the toll that the Sarlacc pit took on him just coming so close to death really changed his perspective on life and him teaching the Tuscan Raiders how to use like speeder bikes and how to handle the pikes that are running spice through their lands. That was interesting as well because, you know, whenever he got on the speeder bike and was like, Oh, you ride it like a Bantha. And he was like smiling. I was totally like taken back by the level of emotion that Boba Fett was showing and like it, it, it made me uncomfortable, but at the same time, I'm like, this is character development. This is what we need. If it was going to be a series about him just being mindless or emotionless and just shoot first, ask questions later, it's like, do we really need that series? But I also now want to move on to the additional characters we're getting within this series. I'm going to save the bigger ones for last, especially the most recent episode. But Black Chrysanthemum was a, a very welcome part of this show. It's obviously one of those deeper cuts who he exists within the bounty hunter lore. But, you know, the scene in which he snuck into Boba's palace, I'm going to call it Boba's palace now. It was so scary. Like, <laughs> I was genuinely scared because... First of all, how does something or how does like a Wookiee that big just sneak past everybody undetected with Fennec Shand there? 
Winter has come and it will have harsh effects on your skin, such as feeling dry or dehydrated. And in order to combat that, we suggest you turn your shower into an escape with the gentle skin softening Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser that features skin softening oils in a hydrating blend. This product also balances out your skin without stripping it or leaving any unwanted residue. It also gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather. It also features high-quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil. Experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code BLEAV to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com. Use code BLEAV. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it is important now more than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use your NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money it's just mind blowing. So I also want to talk about how, uh, speaking of Fennec Shand, uh, Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shand has pretty much taken over what Boba was before the quiet gunslinger who is in tune with the crime world. Very much. So she's like the guiding hand to Boba. And you can see there's a level of trust between Boba and Fennec Shand alone. You know, it's her, it's his right hand. So it, it's just cool to see how well she has taken on this role and is absolutely killing it. Now, on to episode five of Book of Boba. Or as people call it, <laughs> the first episode of The Mandalorian. You know, obviously I've heard people say this is the best episode of the show, that was prior to what we just seen, but people, at least I feel like people loved this or these two episodes so much because it's straight away from what made the book of Boba, the book of Boba, you know, we followed the Mandalorian and that's these two episodes that we got are pretty much to get the heavy lifting out of the way. As far as like, will Mando see Grogu again? Uh, you know, what is Grogu up to? What is what is he doing with Luke? Is he training? Is he doing anything? So it this was more or less housekeeping to not only set up the next season of Mando, but if you noticed how Din Djarin was very much not in tune with himself, not in tune with the Darksaber, how his constant thought of Grogu held him back from wielding the Darksaber. Th- this is necessary plot points that we need to travel through because it leads into Mando helping out Boba later on. Now, we are going to be getting our look at Mandalore because that is where 
Mando was cast off to, he has to go to the springs beneath Mandalore. And I think he needs to like bathe in them and he needs to be redeemed because he took his helmet off in front of Gogurt. I was going to call him Gogurt, but he's going to, he took his helmet off in front of Grogu and that kind of took away his Mandalorian status. And there's the next season of the Mandalorian right there. We're going to be all on Mandalore. I, I literally cannot wait to see what's in store, especially after what we've seen. We also got to look at Mando's brand new ship as well because the Razor Crest blew up. And the Galactic Star Cruiser, oh my gosh. When I tell you I'm in love with that ship, it is just the coolest thing. It is just the coolest thing ever. Now, on to episode seven. The the, the episode, at least for me. Seeing, I, I have to give credit where credit's due. Dave Filoni loves Star Wars. I think that's no secret. I think that's very well known. He is. It's his baby. That is Grogu to him. And to see him and Jon Favreau. Give us not only Luke training Grogu on what is assumed to be the planet where Luke sets up his Jedi temple to train Ben Solo later on. But. We see him training Grogu. And also, too, Mark Hamill looked, I mean, it looked amazing. The CGI for him alone was just mind-blowing. Technology has come a long way. But we got Order 66 flashbacks. As for who saved Grogu, I wish they, I think that's something they're going to do in Mando. But to not only get the Order 66 stuff. We got more Ahsoka. That's always welcome, even though she's on the fence with me now because she's holding back the reunion. But, you know, we also got to look at Yoda's lightsaber. What is what I thought was destroyed in the Vader comics, but now Yoda's saber is still intact. There's also stories of Yoda reconstructing his lightsaber when he was on Dagobah. But Yoda's lightsaber, I mean, seeing all of that, and I I said we did an episode of the Get Comfy podcast where we talked about spinoff shows and how Book of Boba has done so well in just calling back to not only the, the OG movies, you know, one to six. But the deeper cuts into the lore of Star Wars, into the comics, the Clone Wars, hint, hint as to who I'm going to be talking about next. I mean, it's just a master class. I mean, I normally, especially when it comes to like Mando and stuff like that, I don't rewatch this show. I had to go back and watch everything, you know, in case I miss something as well, but damn like dave was like you're gonna get ahsoka you're gonna get luke training grogu you're gonna get yoda saber order 66 Cobb vanth is back but he got shot and then the big deal to me cad bane the most badass bounty hunter out there the one who can go toe-to-toe against the jedi who has killed multiple jedi 
I I am at a loss for words with this character. How well he looked as just uh I knew the second we got the shot of him in the distance. It's the hat. You know it's the hat. Now I I hope they execute, at least in live action form, the deleted scene of Boba getting the dent in his helmet. I feel like that's something. I feel like that's something to look out for. But Cad Bane finishing off, and apparently there's a bigger or... More cameos towards the end of this series. We got two episodes left. I'm going to say it now. Who else at this point? I mean, I see the the wild speculation that Mace Windu or we're going to be getting Han Solo. But a safe bet for me, you know, as far as like plausible things, I feel like if we're talking about the crime world, Crimson Dawn is certainly something to keep out for. Amelia Clark coming back as Akira and potentially Han Solo and Chewie. How they handle Han Solo and Chewie, I don't know because you could get the younger actor. Harrison Ford definitely has no interest in doing anything. So that's kind of up to Dave and uh, John Favreau there. But Overall, Book of Boba Fett has delivered some of the best Star Wars moments. You know, on the level of seeing Luke for the first time again in that hallway scene. I mean, these two episodes alone have given us so much. And, you know, I haven't even mentioned the smaller things like a BD droid. Shout out to Jedi Fallen Order. You know, it's like Cal Kestis, one of those cameos. I said that for Mando, but... Damn. It's just awesome stuff. Now, I did promise to talk about Obi-Wan. We're going to be getting this show sometime in 2022. But before we get into like the big plot points, there are some things worth noting that Inquisitors are on the way. Vader's Jedi Hunters. I am very much looking forward to that. Moses Ingram was casted and posted on Instagram story that she's wielding a lightsaber. It is also speculated that she is going to be one of those inquisitors. So I'm so pumped. Sue Kang as well, who played Han in the fast and furious franchise. He's going to be playing the fifth brother and Simone Kessel is going to be playing the seventh sister. And both of those characters appeared in star Wars rebels. So there's already, oh, I cannot wait for the Inquisitors. But I want to focus on the potential rematch of Vader and Obi-Wan. And there's a line that Vader passed in A New Hope that said, when I left you, I was but the learner, and now I'm the master. If we remember correctly, episode three, the duel between Anakin and Obi-Wan Obi-Wan was the one who left Anakin. That's how he turned into Vader, you know. Burnt alive. Is this what he was talking about? Is this the duel? Like, is there another duel? Because then that would that would give this line he says in A New Hope a whole different meaning. 
Also, too, what I am excited for, it is said that Obi-Wan will be featured as peak Obi-Wan. Peak Obi-Wan, just give it to me. That's all I need. That's all. That's literally all I need. And I also hear that these episodes are going to be an hour or more. So, I mean, this is it. This is the show to watch. Now, speaking of Vader as well, Vader's castle is going to be reappearing. We've seen that in Rogue One. I just like how such an awesome location with so much history and so much potential for lore and just people seeing the other side of Star Wars that normally isn't seen. Ah, Vader's castle alone is just awesome. There's also a rumor that the plot of this show centers around Obi-Wan having to save a prisoner from the Inquisitors who is helpful. And this was an air quote to the cause. What what cause is that? I don't know. I was watching a video on this and there was rumors that it could be a young Princess Leia. But the big deal that everyone's kind of, you know, that is always like when it comes to like what Obi-Wan was doing between episode three and four. Does Obi-Wan leave Tatooine in this series? There is a rumor that he travels off world and could it be to a planet like Geonosis? Maybe that this whole show is going to be a wild ride because like Hayden Christensen coming back as Vader. I mean, let's talk about the year we've had as like beyond star Wars, but like the return of Toby and Andrew, you know, the return of Boba Fett, the return of Luke Skywalker, And now in this series, we're going to be getting Vader versus Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen. I mean, they're definitely going to be doing Clone Wars flashbacks with them two as Padawan and Master. They, They have to. Does this mean we get Ahsoka too in live action form? The trio back together? I just get so giddy thinking about that stuff because the Clone Wars was such a huge part of my childhood, much like if you're listening to us, I assume it's the same for you, but they're they're doing so much in the Disney Plus side of things. It's just amazing. And that, that even goes for the unannounced stuff or the stuff that we've yet to really learn about. So I'm really looking forward to all of that. But again... Just thank you for everybody who is taking part of Star Wars Podcast Day. It's just the highest honor, at least for me, and I'm sure the rest of the Get Comfy crew, to be a part of this because we all love Star Wars. Star Wars is such an awesome thing. And, you know, whenever somebody mentions Star Wars or like, what are some of your favorite movies? And that's like the first thought that pops in my head. It's such a cool world. It has so many stories, and clearly there's a lot of people who gravitate towards it. So that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown, this special Star Wars Podcast Day edition. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Podcast Network. I have been Kalo. This has been the Get Comfy Lowdown. Happy Star Wars Podcast Day. And may the force be with you. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.